For as he thinks within himself, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. What is mindset? How can we change it? And why does it matter? On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the mindset to freedom. So buckle up, because here we go. You're listening to Pull Up and Thrive. And this is your host, Stephen Caps. Yes, it is I. Welcome to another super exciting episode of Pull Up and Thrive. Can you believe it? 2023, this is unbelievable. I remember whenever I was a kid and I was the class of 91, and when you're, what, 12 years old, 8 years old, 91, oh my goodness, that is so far away. But now it's, what, 30, 30, 30 something years ago? But 2023, are you out of the gate charging after that big thing this year? Well, I trust that you are, but if if you are not, we are going to help you get there. So this show and the next several episodes will be a little bit different from our norm. I am doing a series on mindset, and I'm super, super excited about it. I'm going to answer the question, what is mindset, how can we change it, and why does it matter? Henry Ford said, if you think that you can or you think that you can't, you are right. How a man or a woman thinks within themselves, so are they. That was a verse I shared in the opening Proverbs 23, 7. So everything that, that we do, the way that we live out our lives and how we act and react to situations is all based on our mindset. Things, events happen in our lives that create these mindsets or filters, a way that we live, a way that we respond we respond because of a certain mindset or filter. So I'm going to dive in. And like I said, it's going to be a little bit different. There, there will be some storytelling, some actionable steps as always, but we're going to dive right in here to help you live out your God-given potential in your life. Because having a good life starts with a good mind. First, I'm going to take you back in time. It was 2001, and I'm, and I'm 27 years old. I'm standing in this small bathroom of this mostly remodeled 100-year-old house. Whenever I say mostly remodeled, I mean, well, almost halfway. And I'm looking in this mirror, leaning in on my hands on the vanity, feeling proud, excited, and anxious all at the same time. And I'm making sure that everything is just perfect. My hair is great. I have just did my monthly shave because back then I would shave once a month whether I needed to or not. My tie is straight. My traditional black tux is perfect. I mean, I look like I'm 12 years old. Well, maybe not 12, but I look super young and incredible, I must say. 
my family and friends are at the church waiting for this event to get started. And as you have probably guessed it, it's my wedding day. We made it. Lisa and I bought this old house just 30 days ago, and I moved in to get this love shack ready. And I mean, I've been working every day, 18 hours a day, seven days a week, because this has to be done. I mean, we had to have a place to live, right? But we are ready to start our life together. Lisa, my bride-to-be, is phenomenal. She has a smile that'll fill any room. She has a personality that people just love to be, be around her. So I have the girl. I have the house. Now we're ready to get married and start our life. We had the wedding that probably every little girl dreams of. Well, Lisa did. It was a big church wedding. But we probably had about six too many songs and five too many in the wedding party. But hey, we're in Texas. Go big or go home. And we both say I do. And then it's the part that everybody loves. Pictures. Not really the favorite part, to be honest. And I'm feeling pure exhilaration. I just married the woman of my dreams. But now I'm thinking, why in the world does every person in our family, people I've never even met in my life, why do they have to be in all of these pictures? Then it's time for the wedding party. And the photographer is trying to get everybody to be still. If the groomsman would stop farting around, and if the ring bearer would just keep his tongue in his mouth, we could get this perfect snapshot. The ring bearer, who was a family friend, and he looks adorable in that little mini tuxedo, but I'm rethinking the favor. And I'm also thinking, photographer, snap the stupid shot. I'm here with my new bride, Lisa, and all of our wonderful friends and family, trying to get that perfect snapshot that captures the moment. Our lives are full of snapshots. What are some of yours? Probably a lot like mine. That first driver's license picture where you were super proud, but not really quite ready for them to snap the shot. Then that first car that you worked all summer, maybe even two or three summers to get. It's not pretty, but it's mine. And then the day that your parents thought would never come, graduation. Then today, the day that I thought would never come, my wedding. Because, hey, I'm ancient. I mean, I am 27 years old. I am over the hill. I was the last of my friend group to finally get hitched. Then the photographer finally got it. Click. We get the perfect snapshot. We have our first house. Click. The fun, the trips. Click. I leave my job to run a business with Lisa. Click. Sometimes you hear the click before it happens. Now, business is good, but the love of my life is sick. Click. And the doctors say it's stage three. Click. 
These snapshots can take us back to a distant time, a special moment, a tragedy. Sometimes I see a picture of myself and then I look in the mirror and I say, this is a tragedy. Look how young and skinny I was. This is unbelievable. But there's also a problem with these snapshots. The snapshots only captures a moment. And if we're not careful, we will allow that moment to to define us for the rest of our lives. Lisa is home from the hospital. Can you hear it? Click. It's one week before Christmas. Lisa passes away. Click. I grieve, I cry, I go back to work. Click. I don't know the passwords or anything. I don't, I don't know what bills are due. I don't know the status of our accounts. We lose our big customer, the one that we thought that we would never lose. We have too much debt. We're behind on our bills. And I didn't realize that you do quarterly reports quarterly. I thought it was every 90 days. And the IRS expects money to be deposited with those reports. Minor details. But I didn't pay payroll taxes for over two years. Whoops. Now I'm failing. And there's a snapshot. Failure. And you hear it. Click. With an audience this size, there are lots of snapshots represented. Lots of snapshots that I cannot see. You have experienced love, loss, success, failure. I failed, so I'm a failure. Why should I try again? I'm done. I'm just going to fail again. Why should I love again? It'll only bring pain. I tried, I failed, I loved, I lost. Stop. You failed at doing something. You are not a failure. But this is where we need to take, take the advice of Disney's all-wise Elsa and let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go, turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say, let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyways. Yes, that was bad. But these things that happen in our life, the missteps, the failures, the mistakes, the stupid things that we do, we just have to let it go. It is in the past. It is over. It is done. There's nothing that we can do about it now. So over the next several episodes, I am going to share how I went from the darkest moments of loss in my life, both personally and professionally, and how my life was restored by adopting new mindsets. And before I get to these mindsets, let me just take a moment and talk about what a mindset is. Now, according to philosophy today, A mindset is a belief that orients the way we handle situations, the way we sort out what is going on and what we should do. Our mindsets help us spot opportunities, but they can also trap us in self-defeating cycles. That is a mindset. 
recently talked to a so-called expert, air quotes, and he said that leaders, successful business people, don't want to hear about changing their mindset to overcome adversity. They want to hear about employee retention and customer service. I could talk about that all day long. But if we want to move ourselves and our organizations forward, it is not only skill set. It is mindset. Because what happens is, is, that, is that we rehearse these self-defeating thoughts and events over and over and over again in our mind as though we are preparing for a Broadway production. Then unknowingly building a prison of failure, hurt, pain, anger, and anxiety. Then we want to lead others? Unless you're a supervillain, this is not the mindset of a leader. And we all have probably worked for a supervillain. You may be working for one now. Or you might be thinking, what if I'm a supervillain? How do I know? Well, if you own a giant ray gun, you might be a supervillain. But that is not who we want to be because so goes the leader, so goes the organization. Another way to think about it is that we draw a line in the sand. I tried that and it doesn't work. You fail one time and that one time experience turns into a every time mindset. You hire, hire the wrong people and then it turns into nobody wants to work. Or maybe your marriage ends badly or you had a toxic or, toxic or hurtful relationship. And now all men, all women are like that individual. I knew that I did not want this for myself. So I made the decision. I am not going to be a supervillain. We have to decide. We have to decide to decide. And there is never a perfect day. And if you are waiting or if I am waiting until we feel like it, it's probably not going to happen. We just have to decide whether I feel like it or not. This is what I'm doing. This is where we're going. I am done. We have to step over that line. Isaiah 26, 2 through 5 in the message translation. I love this. Throw wide the gates so true and good people can enter. People with their minds set on God. Did you hear that? People with their minds set on God. You keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Now, maybe you are not a person of faith, but we must focus our minds on other things, things that are positive, encouraging, good, honest. Think on these things rather than the economy, your bank balance, what the doctor said, or a negative comment from a stranger on social media. I mean, the nerve of people to, to even question my cat's ability to play the piano. 
We take these thoughts and we build prisons unaware. Brick by brick, thought by thought. We draw a line in the sand that we won't cross, an event, a snapshot. Then we live out these rehearsals of lies in the real world. On this side of the line, the whole time, living in bondage to one snapshot. So I want to take you on a journey over the next several episodes of the Mindset to Freedom. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.